Good morning and welcome to day five of Walking with Jesus Through the Word. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We are in Genesis chapter four today, Cain and Abel. It's a powerful, dark story, the consequences of sin coming into the world. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word, which tells us the truth, even some dark and ugly truths that we might not want to see. You are honest with us. You deal straight with us. You tell us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. So teach us today, Father, through your word and write it on our hearts. We pray this and draw us close to Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 4. We have the unfolding of the consequences of Genesis chapter 3. Now Adam knew his wife, Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Abel brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground, and now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield to you its strength. You will be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod east of Eden. Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. When he built a city, he called the name of the city after his name of his son, Enoch. To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad fathered Mehujael, and Mehujael fathered Methushael, and Methushael fathered Lamech. And Lamech took two wives. The name of the one was Ada, and the other Zillah. Ada bore Jabel, who was the father of those who dwell in tent and have livestock, his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the lyre and the pipe. Zillah also bore Tubal-Cain. He was the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. The sister of Tubal-Cain was Nema. 
Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son, and called his name Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. To Seth also a son was born, and he called his name Enosh. At that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. That's Genesis chapter 4. It's a very dark story, a very realistic account of the first murder in the history of the world, fratricide. And so Cain is the first child born to Adam and Eve. And uh, apparently after they are driven out of the garden, after they thought that their lives were over, God gave them a son. And they gave glory to God. I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And so Cain's name was a testimony to how God had helped, the Lord had helped Adam and Eve to have a child after they were supposed to be dead because they had sinned against God. So we see the grace of God at the beginning of this chapter and we see the grace of God at the end of the chapter when God provides another son, Seth, and his son, Enosh. And at that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. So as we see so often in scripture, there is the reality of people's sin, but there is also the, the overarching, underlying, ever-present reality of God's sovereignty and of God's goodness, of God's grace. And so Cain and Abel, they bring two different offerings to the Lord. One of them is accepted, one of them is not. Why? Some people said, well, God's just being capricious. No, there, is, there are fundamental differences between the two offerings. Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground. It wasn't the best, it wasn't the first fruit, it was just some. Abel brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. He brought God the first and the best. The offering of a firstborn, like the offering of a first fruit, is an act of faith. Because a livestock gives birth, you take that very first animal, that very first one of the next generation, you offer it up to the Lord. That is an act of faith that says, just as God has provided this one, God will provide more. And so Hebrews 11 praises Abel's faith and says, by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain. Abel's sacrifice is also a sacrifice of blood, which is an imitation to the sacrifice really that the Lord made in Genesis 3, if providing garments uh, for Adam and Eve. So Abel's sacrifice is in faith, it is costly to him, and it is a blood sacrifice. Now, the Lord still has regard for Cain. He still, he still reaches out to Cain. Why are you angry? Why is your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. The Lord pleads with Cain. The Lord reasons with Cain. But Cain throws off the Lord's pleadings and the Lord's reasonings, and he rises up and kills his brother. And then when the Lord comes to him and says, Where is your brother? He has the audacity to lie to the Lord. I do not know. That's just a lie. 
Am I my brother's keeper? Actually, yes, Cain. You were your brother's keeper. We are all charged with being our brother's keeper. And rather than keeping his brother from harm, he brought harm to his brother. And the Lord confronts him. What have you done? What have you done? And it's Abel's blood that cries out from the ground. Hebrews speaks of Jesus as having a blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. You see, Abel's blood cried out for justice, for satisfaction, for vengeance. Jesus' blood cries out, forgive, cover, heal, make whole. But Cain is cursed. Cain is cursed. He, he's been a farmer, but now the earth is no longer going to yield to him. He's no longer going to be a productive farmer. He didn't trust God. He didn't trust God by offering up the first fruits. He didn't trust God by responding to God's word. He decided to be stubborn and rebellious, and now he's cursed. And yet there's a grace in that curse because Cain, like Adam and Eve before him, Cain deserved to die. The rightful punishment for taking his brother's life would be for his life to be forfeit. But God is gracious to him and puts a mark on him to protect him. Well, his line becomes a line of pride, arrogance, violence, but also of great accomplishment. It's this interesting contrast in Cain's line. You have Enoch, who, you know, Cain names the the city after his son Enoch. Contrast that with Seth, whose son is Enosh. And what we see is not a city named after Enosh, but rather we see that people begin to call upon the name of the Lord. But there is accomplishment, there's achievement, right? You have those who play the lyre, you have those who dwell in tents and of livestock, you have those who are workers of instruments of bronze and iron. But then you have pride, naming a city after your son, violence. Lamech says to his wives, I've killed a man for wounding me. That's unjust violence. You see, it would have been just for Cain to be have his life forfeit because he took a life. And now Lamech is doing something that is completely unjust. He's, he's killing a man for wounding him. He's getting revenge. And he's declaring himself to be more protected than the protection God put on Cain. That's pride. So we see the story of humanity unfolding as a story of pride, violence, and accomplishment. This is all leading somewhere. It's still what we see in the world today. It's going to lead to the Tower of Babel and, and then God confusing the, the languages. But even today, don't we still see that? People are capable of doing wonderfully amazing things because they are made in the image of God and God does extend his common grace to us. And so we're able to put satellites in orbit and have high-speed internet and send people to the moon and and we're able to, you know, create cures for diseases and and other things and we just we live in a high-tech world, but we also live in a world that's marked by pride and violence. And yet we also live in a world that's marked by the grace of God, where God calls people to himself and where people worship the name of the Lord. God is always at work. No matter how dark the world becomes, God's grace is always working. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your grace that works to bring salvation even in a dark and fallen world. Save us, O Lord, and lead us in the light 
of your truth. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me again today. Tomorrow, we are going to be back in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 2, for day 6 of Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter a day. Have a blessed day in the Lord.